cargamento con su cargamento para la Do you guys remember high school? You know, a time where you thought you had your whole life ahead of you, when you had big dreams and no plans, when you thought being an adult was actually cool, and that you would have everything figured out by age 30? Yeah, that passes. But there are things worth remembering, like your favorite teacher. Today I want to talk about education, more specifically, how colonialism and Americanization have shaped our education in Puerto Rico. So before I get into it, quick history lesson. In 1898, the U.S. went to war against Spain. They had strategic reasons for seeking territories in the Caribbean and the Pacific. Spoiler alert, it was for expansion and military purposes. As part of this war, the U.S. invaded Puerto Rico on July 25, 1898, a war that ended on December 10th of the same year. Then they signed the Treaty of Paris, which gave them ownership of the Spanish colonies. So then we had a nation holding sovereignty over Puerto Rico, Cuba, the Philippines, and Guam. Our people were denied the right to participate in treaty deliberations which would determine the type of government Puerto Rico would have. Then, in 1917, Congress passed the Jones Act, granting U.S. citizenship to island-born residents in Puerto Rico. If you think this was an act of kindness, don't. We were and continue to be relegated to second-class citizen status, and the U.S. government now has access to Puerto Ricans who would fight their wars overseas yet have no right to elect their president. So, Americanization ideology was what guided U.S. colonial policies in the early 20th century. In public education, that meant teaching young Puerto Ricans to love, support, and advocate for U.S. colonialism and to believe they were, in fact, members of the U.S. And for some, it did work. Even to this day, we have Puerto Ricans in love with the idea of keeping us in this limbo state of colonialism. This idea is even a political party. But this ideology is not new. The U.S. have used it before. With European immigrants, with African Americans, with Native Americans, with Hawaiians. All to say, yes, you too can be part of the American dream and live in the land of the free. Only if you fit into these boxes we have built for you, and only if you adhere to these rules and regulations that were made to keep you in that box. Black and brown Puerto Rican children were taught to aspire to a version of citizenship that did not exist. Now, one of the challenges that the U.S. colonial educators faced was having a suitable teaching force. So it was up to local teachers to teach English and U.S. history to children. They also invited U.S. teachers to come to the island and lead the Americanization campaign, sort of like U.S. missionaries. They also gave scholarships to a number of gifted Puerto Rican students to study in the U.S. Now, one of the greatest challenges to U.S. colonialism was language. They wanted Spanish-speaking teachers to teach students English fluency in a Spanish-speaking island 
during a time where children attended school only for a couple of years. We have to give praise to those teachers who banded together to create an island-wide union and professional organization, the Asociación de Maestros de Puerto Rico. They work to promote healthy and sanitary practices. They use education as a tool to help families progress. And most of all, they focus on the needs of the island and its people to cultivate pride for our culture, heritage, and history. These teachers posed a great challenge to the Americanization goals. They literally put the future of our island in the students' hands. The Americanization campaign ended in the 1930s, but since then, teachers have been forced to negotiate their goals with those of the island's Commissioner of Education. Today's teachers continue to struggle to maintain control of their classrooms and schools, even to a breaking point. My mother was a teacher, and I saw how much she put into her classes, how she would use her own money to buy supplies, how much she cared for her students beyond the classroom. I always thought teachers should be paid like doctors. They are both important for our well-being. Teachers can make you believe in yourself, in your skills. My best teacher, besides my mother, was a Spanish teacher I had back in elementary school. She caught me doodling dresses and was the first one to tell me I had great talent. I remember I designed a dress for her once, and she framed it and put it up on her wall. She died years later of cancer, but I will always remember her and the gift she gave me. Drawing and painting makes me feel better. I took lessons, I created art, and I've been able to spread them around to friends and family. These also hang on their walls. I think it's safe to assume we've all had a teacher who's changed our lives, for better or worse. I've had both. Now, I can't end this episode without some very honorable teacher mentions. Um, first one, Roman Valderioti de Castro. He is considered to be Puerto Rico's foremost abolitionist and spokesperson for the island's right to self-determination. He studied in San Juan, Madrid, and France. In 1853, he returned to the island and became a teacher of botany and maritime sciences at the School of Commerce, Agriculture, and Maritime Studies in San Juan. In 1973, he founded the newspaper El Derecho in Ponce. And in 1887, he founded the Autonomous Party, which aimed for a home government for Puerto Rico and representation in the Spanish Parliament. Now, unfortunately, he was accused of publishing seditious propaganda and jailed in El Morro. He died in 1889. Second, Julia de Burgos, who I covered in the second episode of this podcast, was also a teacher. And last, but definitely not least, my favorite, Rafael Cordero. He was born in 1790. He showed great interest in reading, which helped him to develop the necessary skills to become a primary teacher. He was dedicated to teaching children in his house without payment. And for 58 years, he continued teaching there in San Juan. 
He taught kids how to read, calligraphy, arithmetic, and Christian instruction. Román Valdoriotti de Castro was actually one of his students. Now, Rafael Coldero died in 1868, but we still remember him as one of our favorite teachers. And now, I do want to end the episode with a poem, of course, because I love poems. Um, and I found one poem titled Requiem para un Maestro by Peruvian poet Guillermo Torres Ruiz that goes like this. Maestro, tu protesta se hizo fuego permanente en la coyuntura de tu país. Nadie quebrantará tu reclamo. Ningún viento extraño apagará la lámpara de tu defensa. Será siempre antorcha que alumbra el camino de tantos niños. Serás como el rayo, azotando los campos sin frutos. Serás como el sol, calentando los adormecidos espíritus. En los sistemas más invernales que nacen en nuestra patria. Thank you to all you teachers out there. Lleva en su pensamiento todo un mundo lleno de felicidad. Ay, de felicidad.